Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. This is the Fox News Rundown Extra. And Lisa Brady. New research on ultra-processed foods is raising even more concern about many of the packaged items we buy. Ultra-processed tends to mean high and unhealthy added ingredients. International researchers conducted the largest review so far of the existing analytic evidence involving nearly 10 million people. The results, published in the British medical journal BMJ, show that diets high in these types of foods can raise the risk of 32 health problems, including about a 50% increased risk of cardiovascular disease-related death, a 12% greater risk of type 2 diabetes, and potentially higher risks of cancer, heart disease, sleep disorders, depression, asthma, and gastrointestinal issues, along with a 21% greater risk of death from any cause. There are varying degrees of evidence, though, graded by the researchers on a scale from convincing to suggestive or weak. We spoke to Dr. Lisa Young, a registered dietitian nutritionist, author, and adjunct professor of nutrition at NYU, about the risks, the difference between processed and ultra-processed foods, and how to help make healthier choices. We made some edits for time and thought you might want to hear the whole thing. Thanks for listening. And if you haven't already, please subscribe to the Fox News Rundown weekday podcast. Now here's Dr. Lisa Good on the Fox News Rundown Extra. All right, so it is not new thinking at this point that ultra-processed foods are not considered good for us, but this new review of research that's just come out really seems to sound the alarm, linking ultra-processed foods to more than 30 health conditions. When you hear that, what is your first reaction to it? My first reaction um, about ultra-processed foods being bad for our health is that it's something that we sort of have already known because ultra-processed foods contain many ingredients, industrialized ingredients. They're foods that you can't make in your own home kitchen. They're foods that have a lot of salt, sugar, unhealthy ingredients. So it does make perfect sense But finally, we're putting it together that these ultra-processed foods, which are junk foods, really can increase risk for obesity, heart disease, diabetes, early death, anxiety, and the list goes on and on and on. Let's give people a little more context about what ultra-processed foods are, especially as opposed to just processed foods. And I know you you kind of alluded to it in a nutshell when you said it's, you know, they have ingredients that you can't make in your own home kitchen. But what's, you know, is this list ever expanding or have has it pretty much stayed the same for a few decades now? You know, we're, we're really kind of honing in and, you know, we're debating certain foods, you know, and where those certain foods might fit in. But for foods like soda, cookies, candy, um, again, not something that you're making with three ingredients at home, sugary cereals. I mean, these are clearly considered ultra processed foods. And it's, it's foods that 
have the word ultra in front of processed. So frozen vegetables, for example, are processed, but they're not heavily processed. And so we want to distinguish something. Baby carrots are somewhat processed, but they're not ultra processed. So when you're seeing something with 10, 15 ingredients, ingredients that you cannot pronounce, things that have added sugar as the first ingredients, a um, enriched wheat flour that's white flour um, that's stripped of the whole grain, that is an example of something that is going to be ultra processed foods. Right, I know a lot of snacks would fall into that category too, like potato chips, for instance. Um, when it comes to cereal, I know some of them, the big manufacturers, have made an emphasis in recent years on saying, you know, whole grains now instead of um, the alternatives. Um, so, do we have to consider, you know, all cereals and breads that aren't whole grain or that aren't brand, for instance, in the case of cereal? You know, do we have to consider those all bad or is it there's really a distinction there? I believe that I believe that there is a distinction. So first of all, you might have something like an oatmeal, like a plain oatmeal, something like that would be, you know, the best. But if we're talking about, let's say, a cold cereal um, and you could have a cereal that is really just a whole and I don't want to use brand, so I, I'll stay away from that. But let's say you have like a cereal that's like whole grain. And that's the first ingredient. So that's the, the most important thing is the order of ingredients. And so the first ingredient says it all. If that first ingredient is whole grain oats or whole grain, then you are in far better shape. And if there's only one gram of sugar, of added sugar, then you are in much, much better shape than you are if the first ingredient is sugar, the second ingredient is enriched wheat flour, the third ingredient is salt, and then down the road, you know, we might have something like a whole grain. So a sugary cereal, something that has more than five grams of, of, of added sugar, a cereal that's going to be low in fiber, those are problematic. This research warns about eating too many ultra-processed foods. And that begs the question, how much is too many? <laughs> yeah, you know, it's so interesting because I have studied portion sizes and I've tracked the history of portion sizes getting larger. And um, in December 20, 2022, I co-authored a paper on my latest work in the American Journal of Public Health. And what we found was that the ultra processed food portions, those are the foods that have increased in size and have continued to increase in size. So sodas are still jumbo sodas. Um, we've got chocolate bars, French fries. We've got, you know, those hamburgers and the fast food places that are made on the processed white flour, that these portions of ultra processed foods are too big. So often when you're like, how many is too much? It isn't just a number, one, two, three. It's also what is the size of that product? We don't yet know exactly what that cutoff is. But the one thing we do know, Lisa, is the less, the better. Right. And but we also don't know is this does it have to be daily to really has a ne have a negative impact on your health what if you're only eating them weekly or monthly and um you know how much can other factors help to balance this out so for instance let's say you love tv dinners and you have a tv dinner every day but you also exercise every day 
we don't know where the balancing act is, right? Right. But I think a positive message, and I always like to try to like promote positive messages with clients I counsel, with people that I work with. And I think a positive message is try to focus on adding more healthy foods. Because when you add more healthy foods, like fruits, vegetables, whole grains, beans, fish, chances are that's going to crowd out the the interest in those ultra processed foods and so a great way to eat less of the ultra processed foods is to eat more of the whole foods and more of the healthy foods mom deserves the best and there's no better place to shop for mother's day than whole foods market they're your destination for unbeatable savings from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts start by saving 33 with prime on all body care and candles Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. One of the most eye-opening things about this research is that these kinds of foods, the ultra-processed kind, account for up to 58%, so well over half, of total energy intake per day in the U.S. Are people ignoring the warnings so far that we've had about these foods or are many just not able to work around it or not work around it easily enough to, you know, make enough changes? Because obviously for a lot of people, cost becomes a factor and time management also becomes a factor. The healthiest things tend to cost more and to be more time consuming to prepare. Yes, that's true, but there are workarounds. And first of all, 58%, and I want to just reiterate this important statistic that you you gave, 58% of total energy, that means 58% of the total calories that we eat. So almost 60% of our diets are coming from junk food, just to sort of like reframe that for people. And I think you don't have to be perfect and you don't have to be, it's not black and white, but I think there are small changes that we can make. Now, that doesn't put frozen fruits and vegetables that are relatively inexpensive. So we can keep a bag of frozen fruits, frozen vegetables at home at all times. There are things that we can do to make it easier. Um, Canned beans, you know, slightly processed, but again, it's not ultra processed. So keeping those things at home, But part of the challenge is that when we walk down the street and we're grabbing a snack, it's more readily available to buy a bag of chips than it is to buy an apple. So if you just pack an apple with you or an orange and you just make that little bit of an effort, that will go a long way. Drink water instead of soda. That's half the battle. Notably, I think this is one of those... I don't want to call it a trend, but because this is a recurring theme now with multiple studies showing the potential risks of eating too many ultra processed foods um, compared to other other things, other things that are trends, diet trends that tend to come and go. (laughs) um, Are there any things that you're seeing right now that are actually not working or on the flip side that are helping people? For instance, you know, intermittent fasting that's been a thing that I've heard a lot about lately. Yeah, I think something like intermittent fasting, you know, it it takes away the importance of what you eat and it focuses more on, you know, when you're eating. But so I'm going to argue that if intermittent fasting works for you, then, you know, go for it. 
But at the end of the day, it often works because when do you eat your ultra processed junk food? You know, 10 o'clock, 11 o'clock at night. So I think a better message is to make lifestyle changes and to focus on adding in different foods that you like more of. Colorful fruits and vegetables, start with that. You know, frozen fruits and vegetables, start with that. And to really pay attention to what it is and how much it is that we're actually eating. Another big focus lately for a lot of people has been trying to eat more protein. Have we gone too far with that? Oh, absolutely. You know, I've been in this field for three decades and there's always a flavor of the day, nutrient of the day. And sometimes it's carbs, sometimes it's fat, sometimes it's protein. And what's happening right now is that people think more, more, more is better. And yes, it's great to have some protein rich foods at each meal because protein aids in satiety and helps you feel full but so does fiber. And often when you eat a lot of protein, like the keto diet is, is, in the, is in season these days, but you don't even have to go keto to eat too much protein. We're also having a lot of these bars and these shakes and these powders. But I got news for you folks, we are not deficient in protein. That is not a nutrient that we need to worry about. And we definitely are going overboard with protein. And again, it's not just protein coming from fish, chicken, meat, eggs, you know, beans. You can be a vegetarian and get plenty of protein. But it's those powders, those shakes, those bars that do fit into that ultra processed food category as well. How much can a multivitamin, let's say, help to counteract some of the negative things that we might be putting in our body in terms of trying to lower those risk factors. Um, when you talk about, you know, the kinds of health issues that ultra processed foods can be contributing to, um, can multivitamins help to boost, you know, the number of nutrients that our body needs to help fend off some of those health risks? Okay. That's a great question in terms of multivitamin and, um, the research really doesn't show that multivitamin users, unless they're deficient in something, are going to fare much better than it is from food. So I'm always a food first person. And often what happens when you take a multivitamin is you think, well, I can eat junk food because I'm taking my vitamin to get my nutrients. The nutrients that you need to be concerned about most of them are not, most of them you're going to get from your diet that you don't need from a multivitamin. Maybe something like iron, B12. Let's say someone doesn't eat red meat, they don't eat meat, they might want to, or they're a vegetarian. Uh, those are nutrients that they might want to focus on. Maybe take a multi three days a week. If you're pregnant, a multivitamin is definitely good for you. But for your average person that eats, that isn't deficient, that isn't on a stringent weight loss diet, you could really get the nutrients that you need from a well-rounded, healthy diet. So really, if we're looking at the big picture, it sounds like everything always comes back to moderation and balance, would you say? Absolutely, moderation, balance, choose color, eat a colorful diet you know, and um, eat more fruits, vegetables, whole grains, more plants, doesn't mean you have to be extreme. You don't need to go extreme. And you wanna enjoy 
your food as well. So you want to, when you eat more healthy, you sort of retrain your palate that you want those foods and then you no longer want that junk food. And baby steps can make a difference. A huge difference. I mean, even if you try, you know, one meal, you know, eating better, try to eat a fruit or vegetable with with lunch, if that's not what you're doing. Just start with one meal at a time and eat at home as a family, you know, cook, experiment, you know, and think about balance and moderation. Absolutely. Dr. Lisa Young, registered dietitian, nutritionist. Thank you very, very much for your time. My pleasure. You've been listening to the Fox News Rundown. And now, stay up to date by subscribing to this podcast at foxnewspodcasts.com. Listen ad-free on Fox News Podcasts Plus on Apple Podcasts. And Prime members can listen to the show ad-free on Amazon Music. And for up-to-the-minute news, go to foxnews.com. From the Fox News Podcasts Network, subscribe and listen to the Trey Gowdy Podcast. Former federal prosecutor and four-term U.S. congressman from South Carolina brings you a -a one-of-a-kind podcast. Subscribe and listen now by going to foxnewspodcasts.com. Hi, everybody. It's Brian Kilmeade. I want you to join me weekdays at 9 a.m. East as we break down the biggest stories of the day with some of the biggest newsmakers and, of course, what you think. Listen live or get the podcast now at briankilmeadeshow.com.